Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast episode, which is all around the topic of self-sabotage. Such an interesting topic, and I think it's a subject that each and every one of us has to tackle most of the time, some of the time, whether it's in business, whether it's in life. It's a topic that I've researched quite extensively, so hopefully you'll get a lot of benefit from this week's subject, but... Before I dive in, I must apologise for the lack of podcasts over the last three to four weeks or so. I usually practice what I preach and I try to be organised and batch content um, subjects, whether it's for social media or whether it's for podcasting, so that should I not be able to perform what I need to do, I've got content there ready to roll out. But it didn't quite work that way this time. As soon as I was due to batch content my next few podcast episodes, I came down with the dreaded COVID and so did my husband and we've got through it absolutely fine, you know, we're okay, but if I'm completely honest, I I couldn't work um, the sort of 10 days or so that I had it. I felt pretty crappy. I had to cancel all my um, clients' in the clinic which although the law now says you can work with COVID firstly I wouldn't want to go passing it around to everybody when they come in for a treatment that's supposed to make them feel better and secondly I just wouldn't have felt well enough I didn't feel well enough to actually go to work and um, do the job to the best of my ability so yeah so I was kind of laid out for 10 days or so and then after I just felt really really like depleted and tired and quite low actually in in mood which after researching it's quite a common thing um i'm not sure if for us women it's it kind of affects the hormones in some kind of way um it definitely did affect the cycle um but anyway that's probably for another topic but on the back of getting over the covid and feeling pretty depleted and exhausted from it i had then um organized months and months ago to attend a um, seven-day course, which was a residential course up in Newcastle, where I was literally with everybody in the course, 72 people from sort of 6.30 in the morning right through till 10 at night. My diary was cleared from the clinic so I could focus purely on this course. I am going to talk into this in the next podcast episode about what the course was about and my learns from the course and how it may be able to benefit you guys. But sticking to the calendar and sticking to the topic, this week I want to talk all about self-sabotage because it's such a sneaky little thing. Well, it doesn't always have to be little, but it's very sneaky and it's so, so important to be aware of and how it can show up in your business and in your life 
And if you're not aware of where you might be self-sabotaging, sometimes you can make really, really impulsive decisions, um, decisions on the back of, of how your emotions are at that current point in time. Um, so being aware of it and bringing your attention to it can sometimes save you bacon really and it can kind of give you some breathing space and make you become self-aware and think actually is this a upper limit problem is this a sabotage problem or is it something I genuinely have to solve and, and take care of and why I wanted to bring it to your attention this week it's on the back of the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident at the at the um, Oscars and watching this play out on screen to me and through what I've learned throughout the last sort of 12 to 15 years in business and through the things I've read and the things I've studied, to me, it was a classic example of um, upper limiting and self-sabotage kind of playing out right in front of me, right on the screen. For those of you that don't know, although you must have been in a cave if you don't know, um, Will Smith uh, was nominated and won his first ever Oscar. And Chris Rock, the American comedian, was um, doing a speech, cracking jokes at the time. And one of them was at the expense of Jada, who is Will's wife, where he made a, a comment which he thought was funny. I personally didn't. I thought it was pretty shocking. But it was a comment about GI Jane um, and Jada suffers with alopecia. So she's got a shaved head and it was just a really cheap kind of joke, which, again, I couldn't relate to at all. And Will Smith, obviously, um, with everything that was going on and the energies being heightened, you know, you can only imagine if you've been nominated for an Oscar. It got the better of him and he basically went onto the stage and slapped Chris Rock and went and sat down and then it kind of continued to play out as he was sat in the audience and he was shouting out to Chris Rock who was on the stage. So on the back of this, he won the Oscar, um, but the Oscar winning was completely overshadowed by the event that went on beforehand um, with Chris Rock. So let's talk in to why this might have happened, how it can happen in our own lives, you know, it doesn't always have to be as on a bigger scale as this. It can be quite, you know, small little things that can happen throughout somebody's week or somebody's day or somebody's month. But I just want to talk into it so that it's a subject that you can become aware of. Um, and I think you'll find it really, really helpful. So the subject, what I call it as now is an upper limit problem. And some people call it self-sabotage, but the, the way that I call it an upper limit problem and why I call it this is I think it was about maybe six or seven years, maybe six years ago now, I read a book that was recommended to me in one of the uh, mastermind groups that I'm in. And it's a group where we talk about um, money blocks and sabotages and how our limiting beliefs can kind of dictate our future decisions and our successes and things like that and my mentor at the time recommended um, a book by an author called Gay Hendricks and the book's called The Big Leap so The Big Leap and the author is called Gay Hendricks and he was kind of a he's a, he's a US author and he was a real sort of high-end coach 
for many CEOs of kind of massive, massive companies. And what he noticed throughout his career and what he noticed within his own behavior was that people have a certain tolerance for happiness, which sounds crazy, but people will only only kind of allow themselves to feel happy and have feel good feelings for a certain amount of time. And everybody's set point for their level of tolerance, so how much happiness they'll kind of allow themselves, can be set at a really young age, kind of round about the seven or eight year age mark. So what will happen is somebody may be having a real feel good feeling, you know, it could be something so simple like they've had a, you know, a promotion at work or they've, they, you know, they're, they're they've had success within the relationship, they've met somebody they've fallen in love with. It could be that they're, you know, they're really proud of the children, the children have just graduated or, or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of examples off the top of my head. And whatever it is, you know, you you allow yourself to revel in those feel-good feelings, but something inside doesn't feel quite safe enough to kind of stay on that level of feeling. So what you do is you do something else, whether you bring a thought into your head, whether you do something in the form of an action, but something to bring yourself back down to a level of unease or a level of discomfort that you're more used to. So your kind of baseline emotional set point. So Gay Hendricks, the author, he noticed it. He was having... A really good day, you know, I can't remember what had happened at work, but his, maybe a presentation had gone well or something like that. And he'd had a, a, a nice call off, off, his, off his wife. His child had gone away to some kind of camp. And he sat and he, you know, he was reveling in these feelings. And then all of a sudden, an awful worry thought entered his mind. And the worry thought was something along the lines of his daughter's away at this camp and she could be distressed, um, something could be going wrong, blah, blah, blah. He made the call to the teachers of the camp and the teachers responded by saying, no, you know, your daughter's absolutely fine. We've had no problems. She's happy. But this is a common issue that parents have um, that they'll ring up about. And this kind of set him on the path of many years of research then about how we then, you know, kind of self-sabotage, only allow this certain amount of feel-good feelings before we bring ourselves down to an emotional set point that's not quite as satisfying, um, that we're more used to. So on the back of this, I thought, God, it's so interesting. And I could kind of look back through my life on where I'd probably done the same. Now, for me, the way that I would self-sabotage would usually be in the form of like Gay Hendricks, it would be in the form of a worry. But for somebody else, it could be that they've, um, I don't know, had massive success in the business and then suddenly they might pick a fight with the partner or they might have a lot of material wealth success and then suddenly something will come along and, um, you know, an unexpected cost or expense, which basically wipes out um, the income that's, that's kind of just come in. Basically, if you read the book, there's four different sections, common sections of how people will sabotage and bring themselves back down to this set point in their own way. 
But definitely for me, um, my habit that I'd fallen into, which again, it's it's just a learned pattern, a learned behavior, a belief that we can kind of break at any point. But mine was in the form of worry. Um, so have a look at this and, and just watch what happens when you have a success or something that that you should be able to revel in and enjoy and have those feel good feelings just be aware of how you might be bringing yourself back down and as i say for me you know i might have had a really good month i you know had some really good clients um you know deserve to revel in those feel good feelings and i might start worrying about um something else something totally unrelated to work or something to bring that emotional set point back down i i know 100% that this is something that I'm guilty of. And when you start watching it, it starts to become a little bit of a game then and you start to see it in other people. So, you you know, for instance, when this played out with Will Smith, the first thing I did when is I turned around to my husband, Dave, and I said, he's up a limit in, it's a classic up a limit, he's at the pinnacle of his career, he's about to win an Oscar and boom, he's just, sort of just done something to kind of bring himself back down and take the shine off that moment and not allow himself to have those sort of real feel good feelings. Now I'm not saying yeah, Chris, Chris Rock was wrong and there was a reason that that was happening and a reason that he lashed out, but it could have, you know, had that not happened, it could have been something else in his life going on behind the scenes again, that he might have done to bring himself back down to that emotional set point. And you see it all the time. The, the classic example is with famous people. You know, they'll have massive success and then a big scandal will come out that they've, you know, they've had an affair or there's been some, they've been caught kind of, you know, taking drugs and whilst driving or something. You, you just see the classic upper limit starting to play out everywhere. So once we become aware of it, you know, it can also be called new level, new devil. You might have heard that it being explained that way, but the first most important thing to do is bring your awareness to it and how it could be playing out in your work or in your personal life or often both intertwined. So like I say, massive success in business life and then something, you know, you might have done or an upper limit occurs in, in your personal life or vice versa. So just become aware of it and ask yourself, is it possible to feel good most of the time? You know, can you improve your tolerance for feeling good and feeling happy? And again, this was a question that, that Gay Hendricks uh, went on to ask himself. And sort of 20 years on, he's living proof that it's quite safe to feel good most of the time. And this is the message that he he kind of wants to put out there. Whereas I think many of us, of us, myself included, at times, it's almost like we don't feel quite safe to stay feeling good because we're frightened that the other shoe's going to drop. Um, so we, we, you know, we we kind of on guard all the time instead of letting ourselves feel those feel good feelings. And I just absolutely love the fact that he decided to research it so much and improve his tolerance for happiness all of the time that he's living proof 20 years on that that is possible. You know, he has a happy marriage, he has a successful career, they're both in good health, 
just simply because he became aware of the upper limit problem and decided to change his limiting beliefs, decided to change his thought process and his actions and his results are proof in the pudding that it's perfectly safe and okay to let yourself feel happy all of the time or most of the time anyway. And I have talked about this quite a lot, you know, things do happen in life, people can pass away, there can be illnesses and it's not being a Pollyanna and and spiritually bypassing and saying, no, we stay positive all of the time. But it's just remembering again, what I've said in the past time and time again is nobody has the power to change how you feel inside yourself. Only you have the power to determine how you feel. So it's often how we respond to things that happen, um, that that it's it's kind of a, a way that we choose to be. We all see people who have everything that you could ever wish for and their emotional set point for happiness is still really, really low, even though the outside circumstances are, are, are saying quite the opposite, you know, we could look from the outside saying, well, they should be happy. They've got everything. So it all starts with bringing awareness to it and bringing awareness to where you may, may be upper limiting in your life. Again, it could be, I've seen it play out where I've got a relative who's very into the arts, does a lot of performing. And sometimes if they've not performed for a while, when it comes to sort of the main time to audition or the main time to do it, suddenly they'll come down with a sore throat or something that will that will hinder um, their voice so just like I said just really really become aware of it and once you bring your awareness to it I want you to try and kind of change the message that's going into your subconscious mind and just start with just some simple mantras so a mantra that that Gay Hendricks the author likes to use is every day in every way I expand in love abundance and joy as I inspire those around me to do the same. So I'll just repeat that again. Every day I expand in love, abundance and joy as I inspire those around me to do the same. Now this may seem a bit woo-woo and a bit crazy when you first start doing mantras, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to plant seeds into your subconscious. So if those seeds are planted and you know watered daily through repetition, the subconscious mind starts to take on a new belief. Because what's happened is somewhere, somewhere along the way, through your environment or through childhood or through any experiences that you've had, you've kind of learned, or I've learned in my experience, that it's not safe to stay feeling happy. It's not safe to stay in a feel-good place with inside so a good mantra again I will use for myself is a basic one you know it's safe for me to be happy it's safe for me to feel good and just try that experiment with yourself just think how can I allow my tolerance more for feeling good and see how long you can go before you sabotage or you had add a worry thought into your head, you know, some sort of sabotaging action. You pick a fight with your with your spouse or or you, you find something to kind of complain about and just just try and improve that tolerance level and just see what happens. Um again, I've gone back to this book time and time and time again because 
I find it so interesting and it's so hard to, it's so, not so hard, sorry, it's so easy to slip back into those bad habits. And if you're ever struggling, if you're kind of getting into that negative spiral, I know again, it sounds very cliche, but always take it back to a place of gratitude. Sit and think, what can I be grateful for right now? Right now in this present moment, what is in my life that I can be grateful for? Is it that you're here, that you're breathing, you know, the sun is beating down, the flowers are growing, your children are healthy, you know, they're all around you, you're surrounded by love. Anything at all, it can be so simple that that you can bring it back to a place of gratitude. And what you'll find is when you get into that place of gratitude, it kind of blows all the other things out of the water and makes them seem pretty sort of insignificant. Um, So yeah, again, it's short and sweet today, but just if you can get the book, I say it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and you'll suddenly start to see all around you where the upper limit um, is at play and where it's starting to kind of show up in people's lives. And it's safe to be happy. It's safe to increase that tolerance to feeling good. So I hope that's helped. And again, apologies for the huge delay. In fact, I'll have to think, where was I upper limiting at the point where kind of COVID came? Um, I can actually think of a really, really good one. And I'm going to talk about that on, on another podcast, which explains all about the week's residential course that I was on. Um, but basically, to cut a long story short before I go into the details on, on the following podcast, I was really nervous about this week that was coming up. It was a course on a subject that was completely out of my comfort zone. You know, I've been in the medical profession all my life. I've studied personal development for years and I'm really into all that kind of stuff and the spiritual side of things. But this was basically a course on investments and property and it was way, way out of my comfort zone. And it was actually supposed to be my husband that was going to do the course, but he couldn't go on it. Um, it turns out because of work related things. Well, he actually probably could have gone on it, but it had been more difficult and we were both pretty nervous about it. So suddenly at the same time, he got sciatica really bad. He was crawling around on the floor and I came down with COVID and it was literally touch and go. It was kind of a week before we were due to go that um, we both felt like this. And I just thought to myself, I've got away without having COVID for two two years or so. And just as I'm about to go on something that I'm really nervous about to the point where I really didn't want to leave the house to go on it. I was in tears actually as I, as I drove off. I came down with COVID and it could have been a perfect excuse for me to ring the organisers of the course and the event and say, I'm really sorry, you know, I'm feeling really drained. I'm just getting over COVID. And my husband could have done the same. You know, I've got sciatica, blah, blah, blah. But I sat back and I knew what was going on. And I just thought this is the classic upper limit at play. I'm coming down with something or something's happening to try and prevent me from doing something that I'm really quite fearful of. So instead of being hasty and impulsive and and giving in to the fear, I sat back and I thought, right, okay, got COVID, just have to deal with it. 
this is classic upper limit at play. I'm not listening and I'm going to just go for it and I'm going to face my fears and I'm going to go on the course. And it turned out it, it was one of the best weeks um, that I've ever, ever had in terms of, of everything really coming away and feeling completely inspired, being with like-minded people, doing things that I never thought I'd do, um, which again, I'll, I'll discuss more on um, another podcast episode. But what I'm saying is that was the upper limit at play. So just watch out for it, guys. It's a sneaky one and allow that tolerance for feeling good. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful. Thank you.